This is Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I am here with drummer extraordinaire James Kodak. How are you doing, sir? Dude, I'm doing great. We're actually on our way out to Vegas right now, and uh, we played here in L.A. last night at the Whiskey, and it was awesome. It was packed out, and we just had a great time. So my first question is, does it feel like it's been 30 years since you guys released that album way back when with uh, Kingdom Come? <laughs> it does not feel like it's been 30 years. Uh, for myself uh, and everybody in the band, we've all been so busy with so many projects and so much stuff. The time has just flown by. It's like... You know, we all have kids, and the kids are all growing. My daughter's 28. I'm like going, oh, my God, geez. So crazy. <laughs> I have children myself, so I can appreciate that. Uh, my oldest is in his 20s, and uh, there's days where I look back, and I'm like, where did the last two decades go? I, 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 exactly. It just goes, wow, that goes by. <laughs> now, with Kingdom Come, does this feel like you guys are really, for the most part, pretty much getting the gang all back together? Of course. And you know what? It feels so fresh and new because we're all, I think we're all a lot more mature. We're all in, uh, honestly, we're all in much better shape now physically and mentally than we were 30 <laughs> years ago because we're not like pouring a gallon of whatever down our throats and who knows what else. And uh, we're just all better for it, man, you know, spiritually and mentally and physically and health wise. You know, Kingdom Come really kind of had that like rise to fame really quick, and, and that can affect bands both positively and negatively. Uh, Kingdom Come, you know, released an album, and you had a real quick rise to fame. MTV loved you, you know, obviously going out on doing the Monsters of Rock tour back then. What did that feel like for you as a young man at that point, saying, where did this all come from? Well, you know, it didn't really hit us. We started our, our album was came out in February. We were in England and Europe. If you recall, at that time, you know, news traveled magazine to come out or this or that or who knows what. But at the time, our, our manager was calling us, going, "Gosh, you won't believe what's going on. It's, it's exploding." Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it wasn't until we actually got off the plane, landed, went out bars to go home, and our manager and our assistants were out there handing us gold records. We're like going, oh, my God, wow. And he goes, oh, yeah, and by the way, you're going on this huge tour, called the first stadium tour of its kind. It's, it's called the Monsters of Rock. You guys are opening. It was Kingdom Come. Then next up would be Metallica, then Dawkins, Scorpions, and then closing was Van Halen. And like, and it turned out to be the most phenomenal thing, 33-city tour. Did your head kind of like explode at that moment? I, we were like, we were dumbfounded. We had no idea what was going on, to tell you the truth. We were pitching ourselves every day. It was just so real in every way, shape, or form. But it's every young guy's rock and roll dream come true. Yeah, I mean, really, for the most part. I mean, you had been in other bands, you know, also prior to that. And, and it wasn't like you were, you know, just some kid freshly off the turnip track. But really, I mean, for you growing, you grew up in Kentucky uh, for you yeah. being you being that kid growing up at that point in time and having those, you know, uh, dreams of being the rock star, it must have been just absolutely like a brick in the face. It, it certainly was. And I'll tell you what, uh, myself and Rick Starr, uh, by 1988 when that album came out, myself and Rick Starr had been at it a good 10 years plus, playing in bars six nights a week, uh, you know, f three, four sets a night. I'm sitting there playing going, yeah, someday I'll get out of here and, and blah, 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 and et cetera. And it happened. Rick moved to L.A. first, and then I followed about a year later, and then we both ended up in Kingdom Come, and here we are. And it's just like uh, we both had excellent runs, as well as uh, Johnny and 
uh, Johnny B. Frank, our bass player, and Danny yep. Stagg, our guitarist. Yep. And it's just been like really insane. <laughs> well, one of the things that always kind of crosses my mind when people talk about the history and, and where they are now, do you think it's easier now or was it easier then? In, yeah, I'm sorry, in terms of... Just playing, making music, being an artist, uh, being a performer, is it easier to be in that role of that part of your life now or back oh, then? Oh, my God, we're enjoying ourselves so much better because back then, you know, if I, if I could go back and talk to James Kotak of 1988, I would just sit him down for, like, days and just say, look, here's what you got to do, and here's what's going to happen, and here you need to do this, and you need to do that, and, uh, you know, blah, 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 and you, don't, you better stop drinking, and you name it, you name it. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's with age, we're, we're not old. Uh, mentally, we're all still 25, 26. With age comes wisdom, experience, and all these things that you don't think about when you're 25. Because back then, all we wanted to do was drink and be stupid and, you know, carry on like, like freaks. We're all in such a better mind space right now uh, in just every aspect. So um, it, we're, we're, we're here to, we're, to enjoy ourselves and enjoy life. It's not just about rock and roll. Rock and roll is a lifestyle, but our lives revolve around this. If you had to go back and change things, would it would it be the the excess of the 80s? Like, for, say, instance, the drinking and, and the drugs and the recklessness, would you change that? Or was that did you have to go through that to be the person that you are now? Exactly. You have to go through that to be the people we are now, the person I am now. And I would not change a thing, man. The 80s were the 80s for a reason. You know, <laughs> Reagan was president. Back in the Future was the biggest movie since sliced bread. <laughs> right. In the, in the Sunset Strip was drinking and doing coke. You know, it's like it was what it was. But things evolve. You know, and then the mid-90s, we all got families and got, got married or whatever we did. And, you know, everybody had a, has a different story. But that's what makes us who the people we are today. And we can appreciate this way more than we did back then. Now, I wanted to ask you something. I have seen you play with the Scorpions, and you, you know, when Kingdom Come broke up and you ended up going on to bigger and better things, everybody in the band really, for the most part, did. You went in to play drums for the Scorpions. When you were in Kingdom Come, you guys actually were support for the Scorpions at one point. Did you start forging a relationship with them when you were with Kingdom Come? Absolutely. Uh, Kingdom Come and Scorpions were on the same record label, so we stayed in the same hotel, and we had days off, we'd go out to dinners, and we'd goof off. So we all became friends with the uh, with the Scorpions. And then uh, they came to L.A. actually to do their Crazy World album, which had Wind of Change on it, etc. Right. And with Keith Olsen. Keith Olsen had done the second Kingdom Come album, In Your Face. So I'd go to the studio and hang out. But, you know, it, it was like, uh, you don't really think about that thing until one day the phone rings since 1996. And they, it's a manager saying, hey, you want to come over and play with the Scorpions? I'm like, oh, sure, why not? <laughs> you were like, wait a, wait a minute, let me think about that. Okay. I know. I thought about a millisecond. <laughs> so Kingdom Come is going back out on tour, and you guys are going to go out, and you guys are reliving the dream, the dream that really never left for most of you. You guys have been practicing musicians. You guys have all been in successful bands at one time or another. You Obviously, you know, your history with the Scorpions. Right. What do you want fans to understand about Kingdom Come now that remembers them then? Honestly, what I would like for everyone to understand out there, our friends, family, and fans, is we are so much better than we were as a band back then. 
Uh, we were all over the place then and, and a little crazy in the head. But now we're more focused. And, you know, what we're doing here is a celebration of the debut release, Kingdom Come album. Right. And we're covering almost the entire album live, and as well as a few songs off the uh, In Your Face album. And, it, you know, we just want to enjoy it. And we want to get out and do the six-week tour and uh, really get feedback from, from all of our friends out there and see what, you know, see what the musical comments are about so we can plan ahead for 2019. Right now, this is a celebration we're focusing on now, and we're not looking too far in the future. However, we are here for a while, and it's, this is going to go on for a few years, and we're, we already have some shows booked for 2019, so it's exciting. Do you think there's going to be new music? Uh, we hope to have some new music. Uh, contractually, uh, we are not able to for about a, a, a little while longer, but we're, of course, we all have ideas. We've got, uh, you know, music, and we want to do that, but we, we'll have to wait on that for a little bit. But it's coming. With Kingdom Come back out onto the road now, you've actually spoke on this before in the past. When when the band first started, obviously there was comparisons between the band and Zeppelin. And you have said that you didn't mind that comparison. You didn't think that that was necessarily a negative. Not one bit. There's a band that's feeling the same, I don't know, comparison, I guess it would be probably the best Greta word for Van it. Fleet, man. Gre- We're, we, we know all about them. They've actually mentioned us a couple of times. Those, those guys but really know the rock history because they mentioned Kingdom Come a few times. And I'm just so thrilled for them because they are great. I started hearing them on public radio maybe about a year, a year and a half ago because my, my son always has it on his car. And man, they're exploding and they're getting bigger and they're better and their music is phenomenal. And yeah, they sound like Zeppelin. If you're going to be compared to somebody, be compared to the greatest <laughs> rock band in the history of the world, I'll take that and run to the banquet. Right. Well, I mean, on the flip side of that coin, some people say, well, you know what? Uh, the same thing as what some people said about Kingdom Come back then was that, well, you're copying somebody else. You know, try to do something more original. What would be your advice when you have naysayers that say stuff like that? You know what? Uh, you, ju- you just do what you do. And if you, you have a few naysayers, uh, it's, it's like, you know, you can't listen to them. They're the, the loud, outspoken. There's a silent majority in rock and roll, just like there is in politics and everything. And, and we don't listen to them. We just do what we do. And same with Greta Van Fleet, if they, if they happen to hear this interview, just do what you do and ignore everything. Just do it and enjoy it, you know. And, uh, you know, the musical climate is a, is a little more accepting right now of Greta Van Fleet. And, uh, and as it is for Kingdom Come, we're, we're, we're surprised that, you know, we're reconnecting with uh, radio people like yourself and Internet and... Uh, you know, you name it, uh, wherever we're doing interviews, and it's just like, wow, we had no idea the interest was there, but here it is. Sidebar question. Mm-hmm. I know that you live on the uh, the left coast. Uh, how often do you get back to your uh, Kentucky roots? Uh, you know what? Uh, for years, I would go to Louisville, Kentucky, like a couple of times a year, like Rick Steyer's from Louisville as well, and he's, he goes still once, twice, three times a year. And um, uh, we're going to be actually playing in Louisville yes, you are. this, um, this uh, October 14th, I think it is. So that's very exciting, because we haven't played in Louisville as Kingdom Come since 1989. <laughs> and Scorpions, we never played there once. We played every city around there, but never made to Louisville. I don't know. It was crazy. So it's going to be you going back home saying, look what I did to all those jocks that didn't like you in high school. Ha, 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 ha.
kind of like that. Uh, that is kind of like that. And over the years, you go back and all those because I was in a school marching band, and we were the band deep dorks and geeks. <laughs> and you know, they always made fun of us and everything. Uh, and now here we are. Those same guys, you know, would come out and see see me playing at clubs and just like going, "Hey, I'd be like, hey, where'd all your hair go?" <laughs> <laughs> or no, right? All the girls that yeah. wouldn't date you in high school that turned you down. Now you're like, "Hey, guess what I did?" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My last question for you, since this is obviously, uh, you know, a revisit from the past with you going back out with Kingdom Come and revisiting the 30th anniversary and stuff like that, and you touching upon people from your past that maybe didn't like you or was a supporter or what have you, is there anything now as far as your history that is influencing your decision to do Kingdom Come? Obviously, with you leaving the Scorpions, did any of that have any bearing on you starting with Kingdom Come, you know, having the band come out again? Was there something? What was the flashpoint? You know, for myself, I have to say it's selfish. It's a selfish thing. I, I love that music. I wanted to go revisit it live and get out and play and have fun with it, you know? Because um, after Scorpion, I took a good year and a half off to, right. for personal reasons, and I just kicked it around, rode my bicycle, went swimming every day, and hung out with my kids and goofed off because this is my first break in my entire career for 35 years and I deserved it and I needed it really bad so but as a band we we are all in it for the music honestly and that sounds dorky and you know guys say that who are in band but it really is you know because we just love that stuff and we want to bring it out and play it it's so fun I can't stand it well you're going to be playing here in New England you're going to be playing in New Hampshire on October 21st in Derry and then on October 23rd third you're going to be playing in new bedford massachusetts and awesome. you have a day off in between i would like to if you're not too too busy i would like to personally invite you to come and accompany me in the city of boston and i'll take you around and show you all my hot spots dude you know what that would be wonderful because boston is one of my favorite all-time cities ever 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 and awesome I love being there um yeah we played there so many times with scorpions and i, I just love it. it's just a wonderful thing and you know when we get off of here let me give you my email and we'll make a connection and we'll visit because I'd much rather rather come on a day off and come hang out in Boston. You're kidding. That'd be wonderful. Awesome. James, I appreciate your time and uh, look forward to seeing you here. Sean, awesome. And remember, rock and roll forever. The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.